What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a mystery. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to Mad Women. Oh, hi, Kate. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been trying to get you on the pod for months now, so... I'm glad your schedule worked I'm out. so hard to nail down. You really are. <laughs> so, uh, it, we're talking about season two, episode 11, The Mountain King. Nope. Episode 12. Is it really? Uh-huh. I wrote that down all the way wrong. Season two, episode 11 was the jet set. It was. Uh-huh. Man. Uh-huh. That's our first oopsie daisy. I have to go <laughs> rewatch everything. I just watched the jet set again. Is that a problem? Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do have a few things that came up. Now, all right, so there's been some talk about your, the blanket situation from two episodes ago in The Inheritance. Okay. Listeners, People are calling me out? Uh, just trying to, like, provide some kind of reasonable explanation. Okay, all right. Like, I wouldn't take it personally because <laughs> it's, cert- it's not clear. Like, okay. everything you say is correct. Yes. That the blanket oh, is on I the Oh, I know. So listeners will remember, Don was sleeping on the floor of Betty's childhood home with a like particular kind of blanket that had been taken off the bed. Yes. And then he and Betty get down and dirty. Uh-huh. Under said blanket. Under that blanket on the floor, because for some reason the bed just wasn't good enough. No. And then the next morning we see Don with a different blanket on the floor. The, the blanket at issue is nicely tucked in mm-hmm. to the bed. Mm-hmm. So... I I was told two things. First, by Dawn, <laughs> D-A-W-N, <laughs> that it would have been uh, just like the way a woman ha- handles the morning that she's staying in someone else's house that she would make the bed. Like, you just make the bed when you But leave. the bed was not made. It the, was... The, the sheets, the blankets were pulled back like she had just gotten out of bed. The bed was not itself made. The okay. blanket was on, but the sheets were still pulled back. It was still like tucked in. That might have the been like the I'm coming back gonna... tomorrow night. No, 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 no. That was I'm pulling the blankets off of me to get out yeah. of bed. Now, if you're making yeah. the bed, you make uh-huh. the damn bed. This is true. Well, here's 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 the idea. Okay. Maybe in the middle of the night, she took the blanket back. Well, clearly onto the bed. But that's strange. Why would you do that? Okay. Well, I, I mean, you say clearly, but before you were saying it was just a continuity error. Well, it's error. either a continuity error, yeah. which I think it is. Okay. Or if it's not a continuity error, she's yeah. like, fuck you, Don, you don't get the good blanket anymore. Mm. But that doesn't make no kind of sense. Now, my other thought yeah. was, and maybe you also are going to say this, yeah. is that it's not the next morning. It's a more different morning. Maybe they stayed there a couple days. That's... That's dumb, is what you're saying. I your wasn't face, going to say that. <laughs> your face said I was it trying to all. figure out a different way of saying that that wouldn't be too aggressive. <laughs> well, then I'm sticking with it's a continuity error and okay. fuck Matthew Weiner. So the other point that my dad added on okay. was that it would hide the fact that this blanket was on the floor. Like... Like some way of covering mm-hmm. up that Don slept on the floor, so maybe the blanket he's using is just some other random blanket that doesn't actually go on the bed. I'm just saying, these are things. Well, then you know what? Somebody what? should have come on screen, uh-huh. looked directly at the camera, and said, "Listen." Yes. 
Betty can't have people knowing yeah. that Don's sleeping on the floor, yeah. okay? That's yeah. what they say directly to the camera. Mm-hmm. So we had to do a little blanket switcheroo in the night. Okay, yeah. Just so you know. Right. But they didn't say that. Which is weird, because Mad Men is known for just, like, putting everything on the table. Exactly. Just, like, this is what's happening. This exactly. is why it's happening. Here's what you may be thinking, mm-hmm. but here's what you should. That is definitely Mad Men. I know. Top to bottom. So. All right. I'm sticking, um, sticking with continuity here. Hey. I'm not saying I came in with the correct answer. <laughs> I just came in with feedback. Okay. That's no, I all. love it. Yeah. I okay. also have feedback. I have an oopsie-daisy. Oh. Okay, well. let's hear it. <laughs> I don't actually think this is an oopsie daisy, okay. but yeah. So, mm-hmm. in that episode, yes, where we're talking about the small talk, and I said I'm mm-hmm. so bad at it, yeah. And Justin, my boyfriend, is really good at it, and I uh-huh. told the story about how we were at Grand Rapids Public Museum, yeah. And he just starts talking to this woman about yeah. fantasy football. Well, he listened to it and uh-huh. he said, "Nay, nay, okay, that is not how it went down." Yeah. Apparently, this woman just accosted him <laughs> and started just shouting at him oh, okay. about fantasy yeah. football. Okay. And because he has built-in small talk skills, mm. he, unlike myself, who would have just curled him into a ball and cried. Also a perfectly valid way to respond I, to a stranger. If I'm out in public and yeah. someone starts yelling at me about Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I'm just, I become a roly-poly. Yeah. That's, wasn't that what Buster Bluth would do? Get really small? <laughs> It was technically to uh, protect himself from bears, yeah. but he just applied it to any situation yeah. where he was uncomfortable or yeah. felt unsafe. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would do in small talk situations, protect myself from bears. I think, I mean, we're only human. Yeah, we're all, you. you and me, baby, we ain't nothing but na- mammals. <laughs> we ain't nothing but mammals. We ain't nothing but danimals. <laughs> we kind of are danimals. Hey, whatever that is. Isn't that a yogurt for yeah. children? <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up, because that's one that would really come back to beat uh, bite us. In yes, that would be a big oopsie. Yeah, Ooh, people boy. ten years from now are going to be listening to this podcast and be like, "That's not what happened." <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So the other kind of just big follow up we have uh-huh. is uh, just about green and teal, uh, and I, feel I so vindicated. <laughs> Wait. Excuse me. I'm sorry. What? Excuse me. I feel. Very vindicated that it in that, that people didn't say that the grass was green. Yes, so they said it was turquoise. So what happened was what happened was what happened was I created the way I do every week. <laughs> like I use the app Photo Grid, which I have used for many years, and recommend I use the free version. Just remember, you can delete the watermark from any oh. Photo Grid image. Oh. That's what I used Beautiful. to put together two images that uh-huh. we had referred to in the show. One of them was a bank of colors that are similar to teal, but only one of which is teal. Mm-hmm. The other one is the painting. The fake-ass James Joyce. The, the fake James Joyce <laughs> that is hanging in my kitchen. Uh-huh. And it was only after that that I decided to post that collage. Mixed, yes, collage image to our social media with the question, what color is the grass yes. in the James Joyce picture? Yeah. And... The absolute reasonable implication of this mm-hmm. was that all of the colors in the bank were, like, the correct answer was among them. Uh-huh. Green was not an option. Sure. And so a, no one said green. Uh-huh. Because there was all these colors right. that were next to it, and I think it was closer to a turquoise or an aquamarine. Yes. But 
if yeah. you're looking at this and you're not you don't see those colors next to it one it looks green i'll mm. i'll try it again here's what's gonna happen here's what's gonna happen i'm gonna make a different collage and i'm gonna have green be one of the options and then see what people think here's what you should do this you, is just to spite you <laughs> i don't care i'm comfortable with them being green but i don't like the look on your face now listen listen to me when you put that photo collage together, mm-hmm. the color of that grass matched. Yeah. Exactly. It did. The swatch of yeah. turquoise. Now, I understand we mm-hmm. were not necessarily asking people to yeah. choose from the swatches. Yeah. However. Right. It is that exact color of turquoise. I feel vindicated. I think this is a white and gold versus blue and black dress situation also because i think the lighting of these images was not taken together it could it could be adjusted and also you are just so so cleverly so sneakily uh diverting the question from whether or not it's teal which was the real issue at hand it's teal all right so we're talking about the mountain king and we need to Get all right. This is your turn. Uh, uh, Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted that in season two, episode twelve, so heat coming off of you. Right I don't now. know what you're talking about. That uh, Dick Whitman would still be in the round orange, not in the big apple. Yeah. Now yeah, I will right. say this wasn't oopsie daisy. I said that California was the sunshine state. Oh, that is Florida. Florida. I had my oranges all mixed up. Yeah. What's California? It's the golden the state. The golden state. Yeah. So. Well, sunshine is golden. It is. What's the song that I'm thinking of? Silence. No. No. Silence is golden, but my eyes can see. It's about like a guy seeing his girl cheat on him, I think. Oh, shit. It's from like the 60s. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah. I bet it'll be in this show. It very well may be. Yeah, maybe that's where you know it from. Probably. Okay. Otherwise, I'm very bad at 60s culture. <laughs> I'm really bad at their bras. Okay, so Dick yeah. Whitman is still in the round orange. He's going to see Flashback Woman. Uh-huh. Flashback Woman was Don Draper's wife. Uh-huh. Never remarried. Uh-huh. Uh, Dick Whitman is still feeling iry. <laughs> so he puts the moves on Mrs. Draper, wow. who's basically his wife. They smoot, or, uh-huh. but she slaps him. For putting on the Mac. Putting on the Mac. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. But it the didn't. other bits. Yeah. Oh boy. You nailed it. Round orange? Check. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Flashback lady? Check. Uh-huh. Don Draper's wife? Check. Hey. Nostradamus. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> there she is. So Duck, who wasn't even in this no. episode. Where the hell was he? Uh, he's somewhere. Probably. He starts selling Sterling Cooper stuff. Just <laughs> from around the office. <laughs> And buying gross booze with it, like 99 bananas. Mm-hmm. Jane is writing more bad poetry, which makes Roger start worrying about his choices. No. Peggy and Kurt are now best friends, <laughs> really exploring the trope of the gay stereotype. Uh-huh. Until Smitty turns to the camera once again, <laughs> yes. As yes, in classic Mad Men style, and says, <laughs> Stop it. We get it. He's gay. <laughs> and then everything's normal again. Right. Uh, right. Betty misses Don. So she starts wearing his clothes mm. and assuming his identity mm. uh, in a draperception. <laughs> Which I'll say is not that far off from it's kind of. Not. There's some parts of 
That's, uh, yeah. Uh, the lingo was that Don would tell Mama Draper, Foxy. Oh. <laughs> that didn't, we didn't get there. It didn't happen. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Hey, we don't have to be disappointed. I feel real. You know what? Don't Shit, cry I'm because you were wrong. <laughs> Smile because you got some kind of right. I got a lot right. Yeah. So this is the Mountain King. A synopsis edited by me <laughs> is that Don meets with the original Mrs. Draper. Mm-hmm. The Clearasil account hangs in the balance Ooh. while Pete's personal life presents problems. Look. I did not write that part. Oh. That was from IMDb TV. Well, Pete's personal life presents problems. I love it. It's really explosive. And it's then really explosive. <laughs> Joan brings her fiance Greg to the office. Yes, she does. This is an episode. Woo. There's a lot that happens in this episode. Oh boy. And some of the least important things that seem to happen are Betty's actions. Yeah. So let's start with Betty because she doesn't really matter. <laughs> Betty doesn't matter. Uh, she's yelling at. Her kid. Like, she's, like, calling out to her kids. It yeah. starts off. The, it's dark in the house. It's the dark. lights it's are off. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah. This whole ep, she's wearing pants. She's wearing pants in, like, three different times yes. in different suits, she's which is... done being fancy, floofy housewife. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her hair's pulled back, and mm-hmm. she's, like, wearing a... Tur- she looks really cool. She's wearing blue. She's wearing blue. She's wearing a lot of blue. I... There's a lot of blue in this episode. Oh, girl, I, I clocked it. I took... I took notes of it. All right. Um, so not only is she wearing men's clothes, mm-hmm. she's also signing Don's name mm-hmm. on checks. Mm-hmm. And she seems to have, like, gotten into the routine of, like, Don just isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just doing stuff now. Yeah. And then she sniffs out something, and she finds Sally smoking in the bathroom. Oh, Sally, smoking in the girls' room. What a naughty little girl. What a little bitch. And we find out later, how old is Sally? Eight. She's yeah. Eight. Yes. She's eight and Bobby's five. Yes. Sally is eight years old and she's smoking. Um, did which... you clock Bobby's ridiculous mask? I sure did. <laughs> he comes in with a Yogi Bear mask. Yeah. And then walks off. He like only comes halfway in the frame yeah. and then wanders off again. That may have been the seventh Bobby. <laughs> I need to check on that. I don't remember... If that was a different one or not. But it certainly could have been any could white been boy, any boy in America. Mm-hmm. So Betty shoves Sally into a closet. Yeah. And she grabs her by the ear and Sally says, yeah. they're hurting me. And Betty says, good. Doesn't she grab her by the ponytail? By the ponytail. Yeah. yeah. By the ponytail. Either way. That's hard. That's intense though. And and Sally yells, I'm telling daddy when he I, when he gets home. He left because you're stupid and me. <laughs> Why won't you let him come home? And she says that his suitcase is here, but he's not. Right. So she doesn't believe he's on a trip because the suitcase is here, but we remember they returned his suitcase. Right. At the end of the last step. Right. Got dropped on the doorstep. Yeah. Yeah, and so then Betty lets her out of the closet. Yeah. She feels a little bad. Yeah. Um, and I guess the next time is when she is calling Sarah Beth. Yeah, so we don't see her for a while. Yeah. So she's in a different pair of pants. Uh-huh. And what happens? Mm-hmm. She calls Sarah Beth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Sally's being a little bitch. Gotta put her in private school. <laughs> and she is being a chaos monster. She really is. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were very supportive of her manipulation. Yeah. So she tells Sarah Beth that she saw in the paper mm-hmm. that Tara 
and Arthur are mm-hmm. getting married this weekend. Yeah. And she says it like, she says it in one breath with, I haven't seen you at the Staples. I saw in the paper that Arthur and Tara are getting married. Uh-huh. It's like, these are obviously connected and uh-huh. I'm going to tell you about it. Yep. I wrote, Betty is a little pot stirrer. And she looks so sneaky. Oh, she looks, she's loving it. She's, she knows she's a chaos monster. Yes. She's got a little smile she does. brewing in her. She's got a little twinkle in her eye. Yeah. She's like, mmm, let me stir up some chaos. She's like face acting quite a lot. She is doing some face. And she's just on the phone. Jones, nice job. Yeah. Face acting, being an evil, manipulative little bitch. <laughs> well, you can't play sad. No. But you can play evil. Yeah. You can't really play happy, like. You can only play evil. What yeah. does that mean? Does that mean that uh, January Jones is mm-hmm. an evil, manipulative bitch? It's worth checking into. Okay, I would hate to out. slander her. Yes. Because we yes. don't know anything about her other than every now and then a real weird Instagram say, video comes you up. You sent me a real awkward Instagram <laughs> video, and I was like, her acting ain't gotten any better. <laughs> so it could be that she's evil. It could be. That's always on the table. Yeah. Um... I'll never take that away from her. Yes. I always, though, have to be... I, I, in, in, I have to be an apologist for people whose lives they're trying to get control of a little bit. I don't know. She's lashing out. She's acting like a Betty. child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I meant January Jones. Yeah, I can't speak for January Jones. <laughs> I was like, what do you know that I don't know? Yeah. She's just going through it. She is. You just want to be good for her. But yeah. we find out mm-hmm. that Sarah Beth and Arthur got down and dirty. They went to the bone zone. They went to the bone zone. He they... put his penis in her vagina. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that what we're talking about? <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, so so Betty is like pushing it. Like, I hope they're happy together. And Sarah Beth says that she's sick about it mm-hmm. and Beth says that's why they call them crushes like mm-hmm. she's letting her go that it's just uh you know you just are heart sick mm-hmm. but it's more than that and, she, and they actually went all the way mm-hmm. and Betty is like turns into a di- she turns on a dime she yeah turns into an evil chaos monster. yeah she says, why would you do that yeah and then she says you wanted him too you know you did mm-hmm there's a difference between wanting and having. I didn't make you do anything. I didn't make you do anything. No one made you sleep with him. Whew. And then she says, you're an awful woman. Yeah. That's what Sarah That's Beth Sarah Beth's, says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Betty doing? Is she... Here's my thought on this. Tell me. Is that Don won't admit that she's, he's cheating. Mm-hmm. And so she gets somebody else to admit that she's mm-hmm. cheating. And then she gets mad at them. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of projection mm-hmm. it and is. a lot of manipulation because Very much. she's like, she wants to cheat she herself. Does. She wants to, Well, she won't. She wanted to get it on with Arthur in a way. I mean, like, in her own way. wanting to cheat and having, you know, being aroused by someone or having a crush on someone, those are two different things. They are. So, yes, I. she definitely... Is setting herself apart from Sarah Beth and like, yes, we both thought he was cute, mm-hmm. but I resisted. Mm-hmm. You didn't. But I don't know that she actually wants. She might. I think wanting to sleep with someone and wanting to cheat are two different things. Hmm. So you can be attracted to someone. Sure. But not want to cheat on your spouse. Sure. Yes. Yes. 
you yeah. have to agree with me because I do agree those are with definitions you. of words. I do agree with I do agree with you. I'm trying to think about though what Betty actually wants. I agree yeah. with what you're saying. I'm trying to decide if mm-hmm. Betty in this moment mm-hmm. or in the moments right after finding out Don had cheated. Yeah. If she also wanted to cheat. If yeah. she was attracted to Arthur mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was like, I'm gonna give Don a taste of his own medicine. Well see that's the thing. If if she wants to step out, it feels more like just a way to punish Dawn. Right. Not oh, right. actually that it's something inside her that she wants. I think she it wants, would, yeah. like, a happy relationship. Yeah. It would be retaliatory, yeah. for sure. So that's its own thing. Like, she's just got all of this emotion on top of everything mm-hmm. else that is clouding her actual relationships and any potential relationships mm-hmm. she might have. So She's kind of a mess. She's kind of a mess. And she seems to have, she felt bad about Sally, mm-hmm. but then she f- decides to kind of bring her into the fold. I wonder if it's because she just lost her writing partner. <laughs> and so, I mean, that could be. So yeah, the next time uh-huh. we see Betty, mm-hmm. um, Sally's just getting home. Yeah. And she has a big box on the table, like yeah. a big gift box, and she says, Sally, come in here. Mm-hmm. And she apologizes, and she yeah. says, I have something I want to give you. And it's riding boots. Mm-hmm. And Sally's She's so excited. She's a big girl. She's a big girl. And she wants to give Sally what she wants. Because one day she'll be a big girl, and she won't be able to give her what she wants. Mm-hmm. God forbid. And Sally's very happy. She's very happy to have her own riding mm-hmm. boots and to go riding. Yeah. But then Betty tells her that now that you're a big girl, I'm going to tell you something. And tells her that she and Don are having a disagreement. He went away. Don't know where he is. Don't know when he's coming back. <laughs> And then Sally says, Mommy, you're bleeding. Yeah. What? Where did, did that come from? Is her period starting? What's happening? I don't know, because that's the end of the scene. Yeah, she stands up from the couch, uh-huh. and Sally looks at the couch, and yeah. says, Mommy, you're bleeding. Uh-huh. I vote miscarriage. Interesting. That's my vote. I mean, yeah, because you would assume Betty is very aware of her cycle. Yes. Because women... Yes. Have to be. Yes, women <laughs> and, have to be. And she is well-bred enough to not wear khaki riding pants. And sit on a white couch. Yeah, on a day that she knows she's going to bleed. So mm-hmm. uh, all the men out there who didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> she was bleeding from her lady parts. Yeah. And it was a surprise. So the way the times that happen, yeah. it means there's something going something on. Something is happening. Yes. If you're bleeding from your lady bits. Yeah. But you didn't mean to be. Yeah, if it's not a regularly scheduled lady bits. If it's bits, not a regularly scheduled bleed. lady bits bleed, <laughs> then there's cause for alarm. <laughs> and that goes for everyone out there. This is this is Health Minute with Mad Women. <laughs> Honestly, if there's regularly scheduled bleeding from any part, or unregularly scheduled bleeding yeah. from any part of yeah. your body, man, woman, etc., See a doctor. Get it checked out. Get, just, you know. Get it tight. Get it right. And, you know, go to a doctor before you go to Dr. Google. Because they're just going to tell you you have cancer. Yes. Or like, lupus. Possibly. Yeah. That's only if you go to Dr. Google House. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So that's That's the end of sweet. Betty. She it wears might, pants. It might be the actual end of her. Since she's bleeding unregularly scheduled. What if it, that is how they ended it? <laughs> they were just like... She had some blood, and then she just died. <laughs> and we didn't tell anyone. I might be all right with that. You didn't watch The Sopranos, did you? No. So, Livia is... Spoilers for Sopranos. Spoilers for Sopranos. 
like late in the series, okay. Tony Soprano's mother dies, uh-huh. but the actress had died before that, and they had mm-hmm. to write it into the show. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, there was like one scene that they needed her in, and so they got, I think they got like a stand-in, uh-huh. and then they CGI'd the actress <gasps> who, who had then died, her head, <gasps> onto the stand-in, and all she does is like give kind of non-committal... Like, it's just archived footage of this actress. Okay. And I didn't know they had done that, but when I watched that scene recently, I was like, why is her head enormous <laughs> and clearly green screen? Like, it, this, she, it looks like a, it looks like one of the um, early 2000s Star Wars. Okay. Where it's just, like, weird CGI mm-hmm. movements. She looks like an alien that doesn't, you know. Creepy. Yeah, it's real weird. She looks like she's wearing an Egger suit. I don't know what that means. From Men in Black. You ever seen oh, an Edgar suit. Yeah, but he calls it Edgar. Yeah, the, the wife. <laughs> yeah, he's like wearing an Edgar suit. Well, it's it's there's a mismatch between the head and the body. Yeah, which is what makes Weird. it surreal. Yeah. Well, now I want to <laughs> see this scene. I'm sure you could just like Google CGI Livia Soprano, and that scene is available. All right. All right. Well, that's been Soprano Minute to tag <laughs> on to Health Minute. <laughs> just talking about. A woman who dies in a TV series. Anyway. All right. All right. Moving back to the top. We're going to talk about just all, everyone at the office. All those office people. Because there's like 12 storylines. And they're all kind of small. And interconnected. They're interconnected. Listen, give me a big storyline and have it separate from anybody else. Yes, please. The end. Uh, Make it like Game of Thrones in the books. Where every character, so here's what you wouldn't know if you haven't read the books Game of Thrones. It's one of those books where every chapter is, the title is a character's name. And so each of those is focused on that character. And they'll switch up. It's not like there's only one per book. Okay. It gets to a certain point where like they split, and I think it's like the third and the fourth, where half the characters are in the third book and half the characters are in the fourth book. It's pretty stupid. (laughs) Anyway, because it's like, why would you want to read a whole book without... Cal Drogo. Khaleesi. Who's the Peter um, Dinklage character? He's um, a Lannister. Is he Tyrion? Tyrion. Okay. I have literally never seen that show, and somehow I knew that. Well, I'm, I'm trying to remember his father has a name. Dad. Yeah, Dad Lannister. It's not him. <laughs> he is Tyrion Lannister. All right, anyway. So, we're in Peggy's office, which we know because there is a copier going. <laughs> and Ken and Sal are sitting with her, and they're talking about popsicles mm-hmm. and ken Twin pops. as always is like this is re- everything is wrong like ev- the last one he was like women don't wear deodorant or <laughs> the perfume's not good enough and this one he's like why would you eat popsicles when it's snowing mm-hmm. and peggy says i love popsicles mm-hmm. i love breakfast cereal <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Ken's pissed off because it's a storage closet, it's not an office. Too noisy. Yeah. It's, there's too much going on. Too much. And Peggy says, "Well, I called the meeting, yeah. so that's where we have it." And Sal yeah. says, "Well, where are the refreshments?" And she pulls some booze out of yeah. her office drawer and some little paper cups, yeah, which are cute. real cute. She's cute. <laughs> and and they're talking about twin pops mm-hmm. that have you know it's the kind that has two popsicle sticks in it. And Sal says that his mom would come out to the truck with us 
She'd break the popsicles in half and give it to us like Jesus at the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. And Peggy says that her mom did it too. And Ken says that in Vermont they made their own ice cream and it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> but Peggy, I've abbreviated it to Peg in some places, okay. so I want to call her that. But no one calls her that. I'm okay with it if you All call right. her Peg. Well, and Peg's... then we'll listen to Steely Dan. I don't get that reference. Steely Dan has a song called Peg. Oh. It's real good. It's a real good song. Is it a dirty song? No. Okay. But not that. It's about a woman named Peg. Well, you know what Steely Dan refers to. No. It refers to, like, a marital aid. Really? I'm pretty sure that it's, like, there's a... I love that you call it a marital <laughs> aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Peg is a great song. I bet you would recognize it if you heard it. It's real famous. Uh, Steely Dan 3 from Yokohama is the name of an oversized steam-powered strap-on dildo. Steam-powered? That's what that says. Uh, mentioned in William S. Burroughs' uh, Psychotropic Textgasm Naked Lunch. You know William S. Burroughs' psychotropic textgasm, Naked Lunch? I know the, yes, I know, I do know the book. I never read it, but I did not know it was a psychotropic I mean, that's what I took away from it, is that it's a psychotropic textgasm. <laughs> There's a reason that some words don't exist, and it's because they, they don't say good. They don't, they don't say good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> All right. So Peg uh, has her Don Draper moment where she's yeah. like, it is like a ritual. It's like communion. It's Christian in the behavior, not the mm. religion. Mm -hmm. It's like Jesus would split the popsicles, but your your reverend might not. Right. Your reverend would keep all the popsicles for himself. Greedy little bastard. Greedy little priests and whatnot. And let me tell you something. The Catholic Church knows how to sell things. They sure do. <laughs> like little chips. Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Crackers. What are they? Yup. Wafers. Every Sunday, <laughs> Catholics go to Mass. They put in a $5 bill into the ATM. And then they put their hand out and they get a little wafer yeah. and a little Dixie cup. Yep. And it's like uh, it's like one of those old coffee machines yeah. from Terminator 2. Yeah. Where it fills up with the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and then once a week, a monk comes by to empty the vending machine. <laughs> That's how it works. Man, I have to explain Catholicism to you every single every episode. Every time. It's like, geez, Ashley, get your God on already. Just like, watch, ma go to Mass once <sighs> once a week. That's all I'm asking for. You. Is that too much? <laughs> okay. So, anyway. So, Pete is getting messages from Hildy, his secretary, mm -hmm. who tells her that, like, Bert Peterson has some questions. This is, we've heard about Bert Peterson for two seasons. Yes. We have not seen Bert Peterson. Every time I yeah. think it's Bert Cooper, and I get so right. confused. Yeah. It's not Bert Cooper. There's two it's some Bert. invisible ass, dumb ass <laughs> yeah. bitch. It's still a very Juanita down at the diner. Yeah. Or who was, I, we've been over this before. Who was the lady on the telephone? Who was the Mayberry operator in Mayberry? Uh, about? Andy Griffith Girl Show. We ain't never talked about this. Reader. I ain't never seen Andy Griffith. Sarah. I don't know why you think I would know a name like that. I'm actually surprised you've never seen Andy Griffith. I've never seen it. I know the huh. song. 
Yeah, I can't whistle. <laughs> All right, I can't do that as effectively as the other theme song that I. That was. But I know it. Beautiful. Thank that you. other theme song that was thoroughly stuck in my head today. <laughs> I've done nothing but sing it for a week. Oh, there's a party outside. Oh. Um, there's a lot of parties happening right now because, dear listener, here in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. it is U of M graduation week. It is. And so there are just college co-eds everywhere. Yeah. I got real worried when I was driving past the stadium to go to the gym this morning. Mm-hmm. And... I saw, you know, people in their gowns, and mm. I was like, I need to pick an alternate route, but yeah. it wasn't bad. Okay. Probably because they only let, like, 12 people in. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, there's just people crawling all over the city right now. But that does mean, now that I think of it, they're all going to be gone in a week or two. Bye! And <laughs> it'll be a lot easier to social distance around Aye. here, if you know what I mean. I don't know why that sounded so uh, <laughs> dirty. <laughs> You know, that sexy, sexy distancing. <laughs> so, um, Pete wonders why Bert Peterson doesn't just die already. Get out of here. And I wonder that about a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it'd be so much easier. I'm telling you. Anyway. She mentions Lutess. I honestly, is that, are they meeting there? Well, she says that he has some questions about expenses from Lutess. Oh, and I see. And so, yeah, I think he took a client there mm-hmm. or something. And that's when he yeah. says, well, why would I die right. already? Uh, and then she tells him that his wife had called mm-hmm. me and that they had a meeting with the adoption agency. Mm-hmm. And she is like bubbling over with excitement. excitement. Yeah. And Hildy barely gives Pete the time of day most right. of the time. Hildy would is just like, please let five o'clock come. Right. So this disgusting man <laughs> that I'm so much smarter than leaves me alone yes. and I can go home yes. and, you know, drink a, a Brandy Alexander. <laughs> but she's so excited. Pete is not so excited. <laughs> no, he is very disturbed until yeah. she says, one of the most blessed things is to give a home to an abandoned child. Yeah. She is like, just thinks... The sun is shining out of his ass. Right. And then he has this look on his face of like, oh, you kind of like me for this. Mm, Interesting. It does not last. It doesn't last. No. Um, And then we, then we, then we go on and we see, uh. The real Bert. Sister. Bert's sister. Bert's sister. The real Kathy Geis. Who? Is Alice Cooper. I have decided. Her name is Alice Cooper. Ashley. Oh my god. Her name is Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. <laughs> what is that? Do you think they, they did that on purpose? They couldn't have done it on accident. They, yeah, they, they had to have like written down at some point Alice Cooper. Wow. <laughs> and she is Alice, because she's not married. So yeah. she's Alice Cooper. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really funny. That's but amazing. When she walked in, like I, even though once again, I didn't remember, I was like, that has to be Bert's sister. Yes. Oh yeah. I knew that as well. Yeah. I knew it as well, but I've decided she's not Kathy Geis. Who is she? She's the mom from Arrested Development. Ooh, Lucille. Lucille Bluth. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, she's she's a cool lady. Woo! I love her. <laughs> and I think she's a lesbian. I think so, too. Because Bert asks if Florence is with her, mm-hmm. and she's not, and says, she's a good companion, isn't she? Uh-huh. And Alice says, she's moody. <laughs> <laughs> And then Bert's, damn it, Alice, because she's wearing she's shoes. She's wearing shoes. Yeah. Uh, and they're having 
like all of a sudden there's just like this fancy meal set in the middle of the office which i didn't expect and cleveland the black waiter who i don't know that we see anything other than like his hands in the back of his head Mm -hmm. is serving them and alice answers a question that we had before which is like why is she a partner right and she says i always say it was the smartest thing i ever did helping you out to think mother thought you were a failure. Mm-hmm. Fuck their mom, jeez. Yeah, God knows Mama what Cooper. their mom was up to. Oof. Because she's Rude. like a very Victorian person, almost certainly. Almost certainly. Um, she, she asks Bert if it's okay if she drinks, mm-hmm. which it seems to be, one, to send Cleveland out of the room. Yes. Because Bert suspects that's why she did it. Right. But also... Like, we've discussed this, how I don't know if Bert actually does drink at all. Right. So, like, the fact that he had to leave (laughs) to get sweet vermouth kind of sounds like uh, he doesn't have liquor in his office. Mm -hmm. Which, Peggy has liquor in her office. We know that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's hesitant to take this deal from Putnam, Powell, and Lowe. Yeah, so, perpetually pregnant Patty, PPP, uh, this is apparently going forward. Yeah. It seems to be... Yeah. There's a there's a legit offer on the table. Uh-huh. There was a very short deadline, we remember, yeah. from last time. And Sterling Cooper is now heavily considering. Yes. Bert considers, though, that he was... He was told he was supposed to take care of Roger, mm-hmm. which sounds a lot like Roger's dad. His dad, yeah. To, asked him to do that. He said, he, I promised to take care of Roger. Yeah. So... And Alice says, let Roger Sterling have what he's always wanted, to die in the arms of a 20-year-old. And this was when I was like, yes, queen. (laughs) Alice Cooper, you get a strumpet trumpet. I love this woman. She's great. She takes no shit. None. And says what everyone's kind of thinking. Yes. Like, she doesn't play games. Because she's old and rich and doing what she... And she doesn't have a husband. Listen to me. To tell her... An old, rich lesbian in 1962. Hell yeah. Get it. The end. You're magnificent. You've got the world on a string. You've got everything you could possibly want. There could be nothing wrong with a gay woman in the 60s. They're fine. As long as they have wealth. Right. You're a... (laughs) You're homosexual mm-hmm. and you're a woman. Yeah. In 1962. But you're Uh-oh. white and rich. But you're white and rich. Yeah. You're doing fine. It's, which is you know pretty much true. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's interesting how all of those uh, identities uh-huh. intersect. <laughs> Someone should write about that. Ah. Uh. Uh, so she's telling him that he's old. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you're you're old. You are old. Older than me. I can't imagine what that must be like. <laughs> And then apparently, oh. And she, he's not well, apparently. Yeah. And he says he'll be as useful as the Queen of England. <laughs> they just, it's just two, it's brother and sister. They're both real sharp-witted. They're both real catty. Mm-hmm. And we get to see them I being real them. with each other. I love them. I love them. And apparently, Bert owns, like, a farm somewhere in montana yeah she says go to montana go visit your cattle <laughs> you ruin that poor architect's life yeah and bert when he hears about the cattle he's just like i do love them <laughs> which i love that idea of bert just thinking about how much he loves his cattle <laughs> bert shoeless in this japanese zen <laughs> office yeah damn i love those cows yeah like ah open sky country <laughs> Who do I love more, Roger Sterling or those cattle? (laughs) (laughs) If it were me, it'd be the cattle. 
I mean, it sounds like a great life. It sounds like an amazing life. Yeah, it really does. But Shit. you can't trust the Brits. You can't. Which I took a little personally, as a Brit myself. I Well, your last name is Brit, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. half British. Yeah. So, it's And they're right, don't trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a divorcee, I don't trust you already. <laughs> We've made that clear. Uh-huh. Ah, all right. So now we see Pete again, mm-hmm. and he's at home. Yeah. And he's pissed. He is not happy. He is furious with Trudy. But Trudy is looking beautiful. Her hair looks great. She looks great. You know what color her top is? Blue. I'd call it teal. Oh! <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Her apron's very blue. Yes. And then her skirt is dark blue. And it's not the first, the only time in this episode, I haven't actually thought about it until just now, that we see a woman in various shades of the same color. Yeah. And yeah. so I, the costume department was just feeling very themselves. Yeah. Pete says, we are not adopting a child. That's final. Trudy says, will you calm down? We can talk about it. And Pete says, hell's bells, Trudy. That's final. And Trudy says, you don't speak to me that way. She, like, yelled at him. She was not having this temper. taking none of it. Yeah. And what does he do? He throws the chicken off the balcony. He picks up the whole platter with a full (laughs) roasted chicken and just tosses it off the balcony. That is a bold... I feel we see... Trudy and Pete at dinner a lot. Mm-hmm. We, she is often serving him dinner. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, how he handles the dinner is always a marker of their relationship. Because uh-huh. <laughs> there was the time they fought over just having a kid at all. Right. And they had to go eat out. Like, they, they couldn't right. eat the dinner in that. So it's almost like Pete is fighting this, you know, family dinner being like a just synecdoche for the whole family. That's something where, like, one term represents the whole of it. I don't know if I'm using it correctly. The common example... I'm pretty sure that's just a city in New York, what you're saying. Charlie Kaufman, the filmmaker, would agree with you. He made a movie with Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman called Synecdoche, New York. Well... It's a very confusing movie. I didn't understand it. There is a Schenectady. Yes, that's the joke. Okay. (laughs) And it's where... Shut up. Schenectady is where uh-huh. Kurt Vonnegut lived. Mm, good for Schenectady. Good for Schenectady. They got things happening. Uh-huh. So anyway, it's like, give us this day our daily bread. Mm-hmm. So the bread represents like all food and nourishment. Mm. It's a Schenectady. All right. Well, okay. anyway, he throws the chicken off the balcony. Trudy <laughs> says, you have lost your damn mind. Yep. And leaves and Pete pours a drink. Mm. Everyone, they drink a lot in this show. There's Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> love drinking alcohol. Then we uh, pop on over. We see Joan and Greg. Once again, the first time we saw them together, it was a different actor, but yeah. they were watching TV and yeah. making out. Now, the day the earth stood still is on TV, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do it. Well, she's trying to do That's it. That's true. He's like, I'm tired. I'm on. My autopilot's working. Yeah, she says, I'm glad you're not tired anymore. He says, I am, but my autopilot's still working. Uh And then Joan gets on top of him, Mm -hmm. and Craig's like, "Mm, no. Yeah. He's like, where did you learn that? Yeah. Does he think that she's a virgin? I mean, she says, you, you he asks, where did you pick that up? And she says, stop that. You know there was no before. Mm. Right. Mm. And I wrote, Greg is insecure because he's bad at the sex. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so that's another... Was it? It was pretty dark in Pete and Trudy's apartment. Uh-huh. And then they were in the dark. Uh-huh. And then we see Peggy in a blue dress. In blue, yeah. Stealing a cigarette out of some secretary's desk yeah. in a completely dark Sterling yeah, Cooper. Yeah, super late at night, still in the office. Yeah, everything's very dark. And who, what is she doing in there? What is she doing? What does she think she's doing? God, Peggy, you get a promotion mm-hmm. and you think you just live there now? But, uh, I mean... She really is, like, taking possession of this office at this point. Yeah. She goes to... She's there in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, by herself. She's taking stuff out of other people's desks. Yeah. Like, she's... She's the, being Don Draper. She really is. Yeah. She's, um... Her confidence is... We can see it blooming. Skyrocketing. You think it's the haircut? Ooh. I mean... Those damn gays. <laughs> <laughs> they just solve all your problems. <laughs> That's what happens. I give you unearned confidence. You should get a gay best friend. I should find a gay best friend. <laughs> I got good news for you, Ashley. <laughs> I'm going to have to change the contact name in my phone. <laughs> uh, I approve. I think that's fun. Great. I will not cut your hair, though. <laughs> so, Roger walks into Bert's office, and he's like, he might as well be whistling. He's so he's giddy so about this new memo from Putnam, Powell, and Lowe, PPP. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with calling it PPP. <laughs> Just, I have to make sure our listeners know. <laughs> we know it's not the actual one. And, but Bert's, because there's, like, more money on the table. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they got... Offered to put a lot of marmalade on your toast. <laughs> That's, he's, he shows me his little shoulders like that. <laughs> Dear listener, if only you could see. Uh, Ashley just like snaked up and down. Uh-huh. Like one of those, um, you know, balloon guys outside of a car dealership. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man? Yep. Perfect. That's the term I was thinking of. I know. I like that you know. <laughs> I have that. It's like how I can say that Epcot is the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Mm. I'm happy that that's just in my head. Yeah, that you can just say that. Yes. Yeah. It's not as relevant yeah. here. But I like mm. to show off. So I feel like anything I know is relevant. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Any and every piece of knowledge that yeah. you contain in your right. brain yeah. is relevant at all times. It will eventually I will vomit all of them out onto this microphone. Perfect. And the owner of the microphone is going to be real mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) So Bert says he doesn't like being in the position of selling off his life's work because Roger has an increase in overhead. Mm -hmm. So like when Dirk, when Duck was, was, was pitching this idea to the English, Mm -hmm. he says, (laughs) 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 to Mr. Sheffield and the Uh other guy, he says, Roger Sterling has a 20-year-old fiancé. He's going to need all the money. His wife's going to leave him pissing in a, without a pot to piss in. Right. By this episode, that's just, like, the reason they're selling it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Bert knows it. Roger knows it. Uh, Alice knows it. Yeah. They're only selling because Roger's going to be out on Screwed. his ass because of his divorce. Yeah. And <laughs> Bert tells him that his the late Mrs. Cooper, so he mm-hmm. was married. We mm-hmm. I don't know if that, that had been referred to, had introduced Roger and Mona and Roger says, we'll let her know it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think that's very funny. <laughs> and, and Roger says, I 
know you don't think I got my hands dirty. Sorry I missed the Great Depression. Yeah, he is real sassy. <laughs> yeah, and, and he really, like, we can see he's, like, defending. I've been at Sterling Cooper for 20 years. I've been working hard at it. You know, it'll be the same place. There'll just be diamonds on the doorknob. Right. And so he's seeing it as, like, it's just this place right. that existed and now exists to make me money. Right. But Bert sees it as this thing that he birthed. Yeah. His mother it's thought he was going to failure. He had to get his his sister to help them out. Right. They had to fight for it. And now he doesn't want to see it go. Right. And it's almost like Roger is also kind of his baby. <laughs> like, he's yeah. taken over as the father figure for Roger. Yeah. But they're also business partners. Yeah. So. Uh, Bert's conflicted. He's very conflicted. But he does agree there'll be a meeting of the partners. And Roger says, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jane makes me very happy. And Bert's like, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. He just, he cannot pretend to be interested. I love him. He's so cool. <laughs> then we see Pete. He's speaking into, I said it was maybe a dictaphone, but like some kind of recorder. Some sort of recorder. Yeah. yeah. About like theories of advertising yeah. and how to how to hook the congress people mm-hmm. for the rocket stuff and then his father-in-law calls yeah and tom says he's just gonna have to put clearasil up for review pete says that's a shock tom why would you do this <laughs> yeah he's trying to be real chipper pretend that he doesn't know what's coming a little bit. Like, I don't think he's holding that back too much. I think until Tom says you're distracted. Yeah. I think he's trying to, like, play it off. Maybe. He's He's got um, plausible deniability. Mm, right. Because it, it could, he could be being facetious, right. but also, yeah, he's right. not directly saying anything. Right. But yeah, Tom says he's distracted, and every good businessman knows that when his wife's happy, unhappy, his work suffers. And Pete said... Yeah, they seem pretty, very directly related in this case, don't they, Tom? (laughs) And then they just, like, straight up argue. And Tom's Mm -hmm. like, Trudy's happiness should be your priority. And Pete says, I'm not going to, you're not going to get what you want. So guess what? Just pull Clearasil right now. Pull Clearasil right now. Don't even put it up for review. Just fucking pull it. I I was in love with Trudy when I met her, but Mm -hmm. you stuck your nose in, put all these ideas in her mind. You made her unhappy. And Tom's like, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean you were in love? Perhaps it's... It's best if we just give no. Like, they were going to do, like, two weeks, but yeah. now it's... Or, on, or a, a month probation, or 90 days 90 probation. Days. But now, you know what? We're done here. We're just done. Clear us out. Way to go, Pete. Oh, Pete. You got this account for nothing, and you lost it. Because you're being a little dick. Yeah. Because it seems like, you know, he knows the deal. He knows the arrangement. Mm-hmm. He might resent the arrangement, mm-hmm. but he still wanted clear us out. Right. Yeah. He might not want everything else. That what's Trudy's maiden name? What do we remember that being? L- Foghorn Leghorn. Yep. Mr. Foghorn Leghorn. We don't need your money. We don't need it. Foghorn. <laughs> Friggin' Foghorn. <laughs> All right. So then we get to the partner meeting. Nope. 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 We get to the, the popsicle client. meeting. Yeah. The popsicle people. Yeah. They're asking for Don. Ken says he's under the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like, you remember Peggy. Yeah. Peggy's great. And Don signed off on all of this. Right. Which, no, he didn't. Yeah, every... Literally, nobody knows where yeah. he is. Just like Don didn't sign off on those checks that Betty was signing. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to sign off on the partner meeting that is going to come soon. Mm-hmm. People are doing a lot of things in on Don's absence and yeah. in his behalf. But you know what? He didn't really leave them any choice. Nope. <laughs> uh, so... Peggy pitches this ad 
and describes it like a ritual and it's like very soothing and the tagline is take it break it share it love it and the client says people do do that Mm -hmm. it's the same treat from the freezer as it is from the truck so the client says that the mom reminds her of reminds him of something what do you think that was i don't know and then she said no this is original yeah i have no idea what that meant the only thing i can think of is some kind of like religious iconography Hmm. that you know it just it kind of does oh, look oh it kind of looks like yeah like mother mary with her arms out because something she's like got that. her popsicle yeah. in each hand to her mm-hmm. kids on either side yeah so yeah kind of looks like that and it would make sense if i assume sal is catholic also yeah if like they made the art to evoke that mm-hmm. religious ritual but to not do it so that it looks like a church advertisement right. and so that yeah, I, th- I think that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, ta- they, they call it a ritual, but they don't talk about the religious part of it with the client. Right. And and the client says that they had wanted something with the word love in it. Because when asked, that's the first thing people say is, I love popsicles. Which is the very first thing Peggy said in the whole yeah, episode. Yeah, she did. I love popsicles. Yeah. It's, she's really Do people connecting. say that? Do people say, oh, I love popsicles? I no. think, well. No. <laughs> the answer is no. Well, here's, here's the thing. They might love them. Now listen. <laughs> <laughs> we have to remember, we live in a world that is designed for children, which means that there is candy and ice cream and popsicles available to us all the time, everywhere we turn. Yeah. And it is advertised to us, and it's always available, and we always end every meal with <laughs> something <laughs> sweet. But in the 60s i'm guessing there wasn't quite the variety or availability mm. so it was probably a little bit more special mm-hmm. and if you had this ritual where the ice cream man comes by mm-hmm. and your mom takes you out to the truck and she breaks these pops like that's a good memory it that is, would yeah. make you love it all right all right i very much enjoy popsicles when i eat them do you love a popsicle during band camp i loved popsicles in high school Okay. Is that okay? It's fine. I don't understand why band camp specifically makes you love popsicles. Oh, oh. Uh, I assumed everyone had this experience. <laughs> but, I mean, because band camp, it's super hot, and, like, every day or so, someone would bring a shit ton of popsicles, oh, okay. and we would just eat a lot of popsicles. Like the freezer pop kind? Like the push-up kind? Like the little plastic bags of liquid that freeze? Like... I refer to them as otter pops. Yeah. Uh, it would be those, or it would be, Tasty you know. Tasty is what they call them over here. That's cool. Yeah. Otter pies. Yeah. I thought Tasty Freeze was like a like a dairy queen. I think they're called Tasty Freeze. I could be wrong. I mean it could be a brand name. Yeah. I just I've only heard of Tasty Freeze as a I've always called them freeze pops. All of these things kind. work. Okay. Where I come from. <laughs> it's one if you say otter pops, like yeah. everyone knows what exactly that is. Exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Have you heard otter pops? I've heard that term. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're called that up here though. I, I think it's a brand name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So We've just turned it into a generic. Right, like yeah. Kleenex. Yes. Or Chapstick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Coke. Or Coke. Or Xerox. Or Xerox. Or... Yo-Yo. <laughs> I think that was a brand name. Maybe. Regard... Frisbee. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel like people in the 60s probably liked popsicle like would think about popsicles well that's you know all what? maybe saying. they were less cynical overall because the world wasn't as terrible yet i don't know that they felt that way okay because they were 
the world was pretty terrible. It was for during them. the the Cold War, so they were afraid of being hit by a nuclear bomb all the time. I mean, aren't we still? Not quite the same way. Okay. All right. I mean, in yeah. in some kind of way. You remember the last episode? How they went to a thing where there was a rocket that could drop fourteen nuclear bombs on fourteen different cities. Yeah. Like we don't see that as often now. We know it's definitely probably a lot easier for it to happen, but uh-huh. we just don't think about. It. We're we're not like doing duck and cover drills. No, we're not. Yeah. No, we're not. Thankfully. No. True. And you know. We're just doing active shooter drills. <laughs> I, I am not saying that the world is worse or better than it was. I just definitely, I think they probably also thought the world was, was going to terrible. hell in a hand. I mean, also, you know, the civil rights movement was starting right. and there were rioting and right. and then Vietnam's about to start. Right. And, spoiler alert, listeners. <laughs> Vietnam, no good. <laughs> no bueno. We don't like it. So the next uh, scene, Peggy is going into her office again. And there's a man there repairing who has just repaired the copier mm-hmm. and gives her a little speech. Let her have it. Yes. He says, I'm going to tell you this, and you can tell all your little friends. This is a delicate piece of machinery. You don't just shove paper in it. You don't bang on the buttons. You don't sit on the glass. If you want it to work, you have to treat it with respect. And Peggy just kind of looks. Mm. And I feel like there's a combination between not wanting to have to tell all of her little friends things like this. Right. And also like, hey. I'm a delicate piece of machinery. If you want me to work, you should treat me with respect. There you go. Well, and it's not my fucking Xerox, dude. It just got put in this room. Yeah. I'm not the owner or the keeper of the Xerox. Right. So she's being treated like she's in a different role. Yes. Whereas later she asks Joan to take care of something like Mm -hmm. that. And Joan does it. Mm -hmm. So uh, she would be the right person, but Betty's not the right person. Right. So then she goes and she kind of accosts Roger as he's leaving and uh, tells her that she's a copywriter. And he's like, oh, did I call you something else? <laughs> and he brought in, she brought in the PepsiCo account all on her own and she would like to take Freddie's vacant office. Mm-hmm. And Roger is like smiling. He likes it when people stand up to him. Mm-hmm. Like he liked it when Harry was mm-hmm. kind of negotiating with him and just like seeing the, the youngins. Yeah. Like you know hoist up their pants and (laughs) come talk to him well he says you young women are very aggressive (laughs) it's cute it's cute he's like none of these dudes had the balls to ask me for this office yeah she's like oh i'm sorry Was was i being impolite i didn't mean to right but she's you know she knows how to give a presentation now Mm -hmm. because before she had talked to don and he had told her you know ask for what you deserve Mm -hmm. and so she takes that to Roger mm-hmm. and gets what, what she wants. And now she's got a big old office. She's got a big old office. With a bar that, cart. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just don't sit on the couch. <laughs> so Joan and Greg walk up. In uh, multi shades of purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her top, her skirt, her scarf, her bag. Yeah. All different shades of purple. She looks great. She does. She's rocking it. When is she not rocking that's, it? That's the big question. <sighs> Haven't gotten to that scene yet. And she's also carrying roses. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're going to a French restaurant. And Roger says, I thought you hated French food. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, they have a new chef. And Greg's eyes just like... Hone in yes. on Roger. They're mm-hmm. like, hmm. He's very wary. He doesn't like this familiarity nope. she, he has with her. And then they go... She's getting her purse from her desk. And, she, and he's like, hey, come make me a drink in Don's office. Mm-hmm. And locks the door. 
and starts smooching on her. Yeah. He says, I've seen the movies. Pretend like I'm your boss. Yeah. Creepy. Mm. No, thank you. And then she, she, he says, that Sterling guy knows an awful lot about you. And she's like, I've worked here for nine years. Da, 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 da. And then he starts getting frisky. She Real tells him frisky. no. Mm-hmm. She tells him no stronger. He fucking pushes her to the floor yeah. and holds her down and Pins rapes her. her down. Yeah. yeah. It's, this is a, this is a real rough scene in all of it's Mad Men. awful. It's one of the worst ones. It's awful. He's like fiddling, with, fidgeting with his mm-hmm. pants, trying to get his pants off and yeah. hike her skirt up and she's trying to push him away and he's yeah. holding her wrists down mm-hmm. and eventually he just pins her face to the floor. Yeah. And all you see is just, it's a close up of her face yeah. just like trying to block out the world. Yeah, like she, the street noise is mm-hmm. amplified. Like she's listening to that and she's just looking at the couch across yeah. the room. It's really ugly. It's horrible. Yeah. And it, it's like all of his, you know, masculine insecurities mm-hmm. about not being able to please his fiance are, you know, combined with. He's, 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 um, He's like pissing on a tree. Like he's claiming his oh, territory yeah, in Don's office. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. he can sense that, oh, well, if she clearly did something with Roger. Mm-hmm. Here's somebody else who's the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Just making it clear you might be his secretary, but you're right. my object. Yeah. Pretty awful. And then we see after he's waiting outside. Um, for her to presumably collect herself. Yeah. And when she comes out, she still doesn't look put together. Like, her no. hair's still not that yeah. ready. Um, but they're still going to head off. They don't want to miss, miss their French restaurant reservation. Yeah. But she does leave the flowers behind at the desk. Yeah. And it's like, the romance is over between the two of them. Oh, poor Joan. Yeah. That made me real sad. It was real sad. Because he is, like, on paper, he's very handsome. On paper, he's perfect. He's a doctor. Yeah. He makes money. He doesn't drink. He's... Right. He's so kind. He's yeah. so... Yeah. On paper, he looks mm-hmm. amazing. He's going to make an honest woman out of her. Yeah. They're going to have a great future together, but... Yikes. It's, uh... It, it's one of those things that, like, we've seen Don almost hit a woman, but not do it. Mm-hmm. But... Because he wouldn't be able to come back from that. Mm-hmm. And, like, now Greg, for the rest of his time, yeah, he's there's nothing you can do about yeah. that. So. so then the next day, we have a meeting of the partners. And uh, Alex come, Alex Alice walks into the conference room. And Roger comes up to her and says, They are changing the guard at Buckingham Palace. Christopher Robin went down with Alice. Do you know what that's in reference to? Well, Alice in Wonderland? Christopher Robin? Winnie the Pooh? All right, so Christopher Robin is from Winnie the Pooh. Right. So there is a poem by A.A. A. Milne who wrote Winnie, Winnie the, Pooh. the Pooh. This is like outside the Poohiverse. <laughs> <laughs> or it may not be. It's a, it's a poem. There are six stanzas. Every stanza starts off, they're changing the guard at Buckingham Palace. Christopher Robin went down with Alice. And the name of it is Buckingham Palace. Okay. The second halves are all, Alice is marrying one of the guard. A soldier's life is terrible hard, says Alice. We saw a guard in a sentry box. One of the sergeants looks after their socks, says Alice. We looked for the king, but he never came. Well, God take care of him all the same, says Alice. They've great big parties inside the grounds. I wouldn't be king for a hundred pounds, says Alice. A face looked out, but it wasn't the king's. He's much too busy assigning things, says Alice. You think the king knows all about me? Sure to, dear, but it's time for tea, says Alice. So Mm -hmm. it's like 
whoever Alice is and Christopher Robin are going to Buckingham Palace to see the guards change, and they're looking for the king, but he never shows up. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I feel like, one, the name of this episode is The Mountain King. Mm-hmm. And someone who's not showing up while they're, and things are being signed. I don't know. It just seems like right. there are little things that are coming on. Right. But in the episode, I assume it's just, she was his babysitter. She made him, right. like, recite poetry. Because that's right. a thing children were made to do when they were kids. So, anyway. <laughs> that's Buckingham <laughs> Palace by A.A. Milne. Thank you, librarian. Once again. <laughs> not what librarians do. But that's fine. <laughs> Uh, so there's two other people in the off in the conference room. It's their attorney, Mr. Whitehouse, and mm-hmm. then just like us, the I'm, stenographer essentially. I w- it's probably his secretary, Bert's secretary. Oh yeah, probably. Who they've said her name, and I don't remember what it is. Virginia. Yeah, that's what it is. So Virginia's doesn't say anything. Yeah. Alice is wondering where Don is. Bert says that his 12% makes him mathematically insignificant, mm-hmm. but she would still like to know what he thinks. Because he's very savvy. He's very savvy. Mm-hmm. And Roger says, Alice, I'm sorry, I don't know whose eyes to look at. <laughs> Her little, she's got this stole uh-huh. with little, like, foxes. Or, yeah. Foxes. Little ferrets or something. Minks. I bet they're minks. They're they're very small. They're I wrote foxes, small. but you're right. They I are like they're, they're probably minks. But it's Two entire heads yes. of these animals. Well, it's the whole body. Right, right, right. Just wrapped around her yeah. neck. And, and like, so Roger could look them in the eye, uh-huh. or either of them, and uh-huh. her. And he tells them that he's taking, you know, he went on a business trip. He's taking some time. Marital troubles. Marital troubles. And then he turns to Virginia. Yeah. Don't write that down. And you can see right. her, like, erasing. <laughs> but he stands to make half a million dollars, so. Mm-hmm. So then we see that they all vote yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll send a counter offer, and Roger says, "Look who, look who just got richer." And Alice says, "This is good for you too. You have your children to think of." Roger says, "I just have the one," and she says, "Really?" Oh my God! <laughs> this is when I said she is Lucille Bluth. Yeah, that's that's amazing. A beautiful line. Amazing. She is just like Roger. You're a little boy, and you're acting like a little boy. Is Jane younger than his daughter, who's getting married? That's possible it's i don't very know very possible because she's so she's 20 yeah the daughter i don't know yeah but i mean she's got to be right around that age yeah if i feel like it will be addressed at some point yeah you gotta, but i don't remember if they've said it exactly yeah. they give a good long look at bert like and he does not look happy he reluctantly with his decision. said yay yeah he barely said it yeah and then he's just kind of looking around and like what have i done yeah. <laughs> a little bit yeah mm. But then, in happier news, Peggy is moving into her office. There she goes. And she asks Joan if he's heard from, she's heard from Don and says, don't you think it's odd? And Joan says, I don't think about it at all. I don't think about it at all. But then, like, turns and congratulates Peggy for the office. Yeah. And Peggy's dress is so cute. Yeah? In this scene. What's it look like? It's like tannish brown Uh and powder blue, kind of like periwinkle, but plaid. Yeah. And it's got this little, like, ruffle down the chest. It's mm. so cute. Yeah. That's she looks cute. real good. Uh-huh. Her dress before, yeah. when she was thinking about the Popsicle meeting, not, yes. oh, maybe when she was pitching it, yeah. was very drab and okay. not cute. So I was happy no, to see her thank looking you. cute again. Please look cute again, Peggy. Come on, Peggy. You've, you, you, we know you can do it. Jeez. Yeah. So Peggy compliments Joan's fiancé. Mm-hmm. And she's like, eh. And then once again turns and is like, he's a doctor and he s- stitches up Negro children downtown. Uh-huh. Or something. I don't know. He's yeah. 
He's she like, lists his his good on paperness. Yes, exactly. Nothing about their relationship. Right. And Peggy says he's a keeper. Mm-hmm. And then Harry and Paul Harry and Ken bring Paul back mm-hmm. to them and says, Look who we found protesting in the lobby. Because he so he's finally back from he's Mississippi. Back. Yeah. Paul says that Peggy looks different and she says that nothing has changed. She told what's his name the same thing, right? When he Yes. She told him that her hair. She did. My hair. She did say that she had a haircut. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So people are noticing her haircut, but for to Paul, Harry's like, or Peggy's like, eh, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Sheila has dumped Paul. Three days into their trip. Yeah. She dumped him. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're like, wait a second, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Peggy says it's my new office, and Harry is like, what? I'm head of television. I spend all day staring at an orangutan. <laughs> Which, I have to guess, is a reference to how, I mean, when we saw Warren, he was eating a banana. Uh-huh. And he's like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pissed that she got Freddie's office. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are pissed. And Paul says, why don't you put on Draper's pants while you're at it? Mm-hmm. You predicted that Betty would put on Draper's pants in a Draperception. Look at me. Are they both? They're both Draperceptioning. Yeah. Everybody is just taking over for everyone. Yeah. What's his name? Rapey man Greg uh-huh. was Greg. like pretend I'm Don. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's Draperceptioning. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's like it, it's 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 like the essence of Don Draper mm-hmm. has just like been breathed into all of the other characters like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Damn think? that Holy Spirit. Damn that Holy Spirit. So Peggy doesn't care. And <laughs> Ken asks, has anyone heard from Don? And Joan said, yes, he called. He wants you to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Ken or somebody yeah. says, I'd get a new couch if I were you. <laughs> yeah. And then Peggy asks Joan if, you know, who do I call to put, to get my name on the door? And Joan says, I'll yeah. do it. And then they, everyone goes back to their offices and Joan's still at her typewriter being yeah. sad. Her boss isn't even there. Yeah. And then the last office-y thing that we Uh see, Peggy's in her office. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. Not out of a paper cup. Nope. Out of a nice glass with a gold rim. Mm Mm-hmm. Real upgrade. Pete comes in. Yeah. Uh, Asks her if she's getting a secretary. And she says yes. (laughs) Well, she's in for it. (laughs) And And then he says you should get some pictures in here. Your family or some people or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Peggy's like, mm, no, I just want to put up my campaigns. Yeah. Which is, like, yeah. Pete's like, you should turn this into what an office is supposed to look like with people, maybe. Right. I don't care. And Peggy's like, I don't like people at all. I just like what I've done. Yeah. I want to put up my accomplishments Get around it, me. Peggy. Which is pretty cool. It's very cool. Her accomplishments are not family, the way so yeah. many women's are. Yeah. They are her, her, her campaigns. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Pete asks, how the hell did you swing this? And Peggy says, I'm sleeping with Don. It's really working out. <laughs> she would not have made that joke. No. Before. No. And she was completely deadpan. Yes. She would just delivered it beautifully. Yes. And just like sitting at the desk. Yeah. Kind of kicking her feet up, drinking this drink. Like, mm-hmm. huh, I'm sleeping with Don. Yeah. She, it's so nice to like see her kind of at ease. Mm-hmm. Not being mean to people. Right. And it, it is like she was getting advice from Joan, from Bobby, from Kurt. She's getting all this advice and from Don on how to, like, right. behave herself and be herself. Uh, even, like, 
you know, Sal or Ken or whoever was telling her that she could do present to clients. Right. Like she's been built up so much and now it's finally like coming from inside herself mm-hmm. and not from externally. And so Pete tells Peggy that Clearasil is pulled out and that Don will dance on his grave if he ever comes back. And so then Peggy asks, did something happen in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. And Pete said, yes, he disappeared. <laughs> he didn't even check out. I almost called the police. Yeah. But he didn't no. because he knows some stuff about him. He knows some things. She's like, I don't want no gossip, yeah, right? Girl. Well, he may not be coming back. He's done it before. Mm-hmm. And and Peggy, as always, is the faithful apprentice to Don and just says, whatever Don does or doesn't do, I'm sure it's with good reason. Yep. She says things like that a lot. I She's like. the best. She is the best. She she and she might be one of now we see two people. Who really, like, support Don. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, believe in him. Whether that is in their best interest to feel this way about Don right. is another story. Right. But they definitely do. Well, speaking of Don. Speaking of Don, we get to finally see him. Let's see what he's been doing in California. In the, in, the or- in the round orange. In the round orange. A totally different time zone. Yeah. Totally different lighting, like you pointed out. Yeah. Mm. Pointed out. As you had pointed out. <laughs> Delighting, it is different in the California. California. So he's getting off a bus that's headed to San Pedro, which mm-hmm. I'm sure if we looked at a map, we would care. It's a place. It's a place. Somewhere. Presumably in California. Yeah. On the ocean. Yeah. It's a beautiful view. He steps off this bus and uh-huh. it's just a sweeping vista of yeah. the ocean. It's gorgeous. He's, he's carrying a brown paper bag. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Uh, he's wearing a light suit, so I'm assume presumably whatever clothes he had. Mm-hmm. We don't hear anything about the jet set, jet setters. Yeah. Oh the, no, they're the, just gone. Yeah. yeah. So like the last we had seen, he was in that fancy house making the phone call on the couch. Mm-hmm. But now we don't hear anything about them. Mm-hmm. But we can presume he had taken an address. He's going wherever that address was. Mm-hmm. So he walks up to a door and there's a piano playing. The song is In the Hall of the Mountain King, yeah. which I def- I could recognize. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what it is right now. I couldn't sing it. Yeah. But like, yeah, I recognized it as well. It's one of those things you've heard a lot. And, yeah. and the name of this episode is The Mountain King. Right. So then we flash back. There we go. And then we see... We see Don with mm-hmm. the woman from the... What's it called? The the used car dealership. Used car dealership. Dealership. Yes, thank you. This blonde woman. Uh huh. Who has a lisp? Not a lisp. A limp. A limp. Mm-hmm. And she tells she's they're at Don's apartment, and it's clearly like this is the same day that mm-hmm. that had been in the flashback, and she's like telling him people know where I am. They will look for me if I go missing. Like she's mm-hmm. worried because yeah. she doesn't know what this guy's up to. Right. He's like, there's a lot of Don Drapers. And she's like, well, you're the only one who used my husband's... Was it his social security number? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like pulling out paperwork, like a car title and apartment lease to prove his name. Right. But she's like, how about a birth certificate? Right. He's like, oh, it's in a lockbox. Yeah. I'll get it for you next week. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, stop it. Yeah. I saw the look on your face. Yeah. So he can't like keep pretending with her. Yeah. He's yeah. he's caught. Mm-hmm. And then she tells him that... She's Don Draper's wife. Yeah, she says, can't you be a human being? Yeah. I'm his wife. Yeah. yeah. Which, nailed it. <laughs> you did. And, like, you know, he, yeah, he says, stop lying. And finally, like, Don admits what happened to right. him. He died. And and sh- she nearly faints, and she sits mm-hmm. down, pour another drink. Mm-hmm. I love drinking. Yeah. And 
Don said that he had never said he had a wife, and Hannah's like, well, goddamn. Yeah. We were married for seven years, yeah, and he never he mentioned me never once. never even mentioned her. And uh, asks what happened, and Don just says he was killed in combat. Yeah. I wonder if he ever tells her what... What really happened, yeah. yeah. I don't know one way or the other. But he's, he does kind of... I think he he admits that he was the one that made them <laughs> change well, they names. Th- he, he says, they thought I was him and he yeah. was me. I didn't think I was hurting anyone. Right. I just had to get out of there. Yeah. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. Because he's freaked out that she's going to like mm-hmm. tear this all down. Absolutely. Yeah. The same way he was freaked out when Adam came. Right. Anna is really just, like, bummed that, like, the real Don never even mentioned her. And right. was like, he wanted to marry my sister. She looks just like me, but with two good legs. Yeah. And says, well, Dick, what do I do with you? Yeah. And then we go back to the porch in present day, and Anna is answering the door, and she is smiling so she big. She is so happy to what see What did her. you think was going to happen when he got to that door? So, I thought, this is because he was so trepidatious knocking on that door, because he seemed, like, he walks up and he seems very trepidatious, he seems Mm -hmm. a little freaked out, and Mm -hmm. then he has this flashback. Usually he has these flashbacks when he's feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. We haven't seen him have a flashback when he's having a good time. (laughs) That's true. You know? It's always been, like, something (laughs) uncomfortable is happening. Yeah, it's like, oh, here's another point where my life was terrible and just got worse. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, clearly this is going to be the second time he Mm. ever sees this person. Interesting. Yeah. So when she was smiling, what did you think? I was like, this is very strange. (laughs) I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so she gives him a big hug. What a welcome surprise. I'm so happy to see you, blah, blah, blah. Uh He comes in. There's a boy playing piano. And Mm -hmm. I was like, it's Don's son. (laughs) I had this whole narrative immediately in my brain that... They uh-huh. had had, like, some illicit affair. Uh-huh. This is about Bobby's age. Or yeah. no, older, probably. I think older. Yeah, yeah, probably 10 or something. Right. But um, old enough and young enough. Young enough yeah. to, yeah, have been mm-hmm. this illicit love child. Yeah. Sadly. <gasps> That's not what it was. Just a piano student. Right. She's a piano yeah. teacher. It's also... Oh, I know what. So it just came to me because I was thinking when, when he walks up to the door, it almost sounds like just background music. Right. It sounds like non-diegetic music, but it's actually diegetic music. Yes, I thought it was non-diegetic. Right. Yeah. Um, which has to be intentional. Yeah. Because it is like thematically appropriate or whatever <laughs> or whatever whatever <laughs> and uh donna asks about the song and and tells the student that it's scary yeah and he says i know mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like grins he's like chaos monster betty he's like yeah. i know right <laughs> yeah. and calls anna mrs draper mm-hmm. so she's still going by mrs draper so anna's like asking him why he's there or whatever and he doesn't really have a good reason right and she's, she's worried like, about your him. stuff where are your yeah. things he's like hey didn't even think about it. Yeah, she's like, something's going on with this guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm good. It's a little bit, I mean, it's exactly the way Betty treated Glenn in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Where this, you know, orphan comes to her door. Yeah. And she feeds him. She lets him take, take a shower. A shower. Mm-hmm. Gives him clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's exactly the same it's thing exactly now that I'm same. thinking about yeah. it. <sighs> um, so then we see yeah. him on the porch outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, and she's given him some of Harold's mm-hmm. clothes. Presumably an ex-boyfriend. An ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And he's like, this is beautiful out yeah. here. And she says, oh, you like the porch? You paid for it. <laughs> because in the flashback, yeah. he tells her, I can give you, I make good money. Yeah. I know I owe you more than money. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want anything from you. Right. But clearly he's like, no, I gotta yeah. take care of you. And like he says later that it's just like, you know, this whole life mm-hmm. I have because of um, the name stealing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that she, he killed the husband, even though, you know, he kind of is responsible mm-hmm. for killing her. So like she didn't have a husband to support her. Right. But also I'm sure there had to have been like pension that she would have gotten right. as a war widow right. <laughs> that she's not getting. Right. Because allegedly he's still alive and possibly, you know, if any paychecks are going to anyone, it would probably be to him. Mm. So, but she's cool about it. Asked about the kids. That was where Don says that Sally's eight and Bobby's five. And Anna says that he always, she always felt that we met so both of our lives could be better. That's just how it is between us. And Don says, I ruined everything. Yeah. So he finally starts telling her. Yeah. She says, you know, if you don't want to talk about what happened, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you know that you can talk to me. So yeah. then he finally starts to tell her, like... Mm-hmm. He doesn't get into the nitty gritty, but right. he says, I ruined my family, my wife, my mm-hmm. kids. He says, my, he talks about his brother. Yeah. He never told anybody about that. Yeah. Um, I told him to go away. Yeah. Which is sad. I've told you things I've never told Betty. Why mm-hmm. does it have to be that way? Yeah. And she's like, she's probably got secrets too. <laughs> right. Which is not untrue. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. You can love somebody and not have to tell them everything. And then Don's, because Don does live like a life of secrecy. But the things that, that, he keeps everything secret, but like, it's one thing to keep an affair secret. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to keep your childhood your, and your, your whole life. yeah, like yeah. that is something that presumably if they actually care about each other, which it seems like at some point they did, yeah. you know, but it's just the fear of ruining everything right. by shedding light on it. Right. So, and he says, I've been watching my life, scratching at it, trying to get into it. I can't. Mm -hmm. Which is such a a spiritual problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just being on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. Next, we see Don sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Which, by the way, he slept on the couch in the jet set. Yeah. He definitely slept on the couch in the inheritance because everyone was, was he on the, he slept on the floor in the inheritance. Yes. It was in six-month leave that everyone Everybody was sleeping, was on, a sleeping couch. on a couch. Yes. He's been on lots of couches. He's been on a lot of couches. It, it feels like he's really, he's sleeping not in beds. When yeah. was the last time we saw Don Draper in a bed? It's been a minute. I think it might have been a minute. NPR's It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but Anna is in yeah. blue. Yes. She's wearing blue. She's one of them bitches in blue. One of them bitches in blue. And she bought him some clothes. Yeah. Another brown paper sack yeah. that she drops on his belly. And then, boom, flashback. Yes. And it's Christmas Eve. On that exact same couch. Mm-hmm. Camera pointed at the exact same angle. Mm-hmm. But now there's a Christmas tree. Yeah. And they're younger. She's got her bangs and whatnot. And Don is so happy. Mm-hmm. And clearly, something happened where they moved beyond... <laughs> You know, just finding out who each other were. Yeah. And now they are, like, tight. They are very, very close. Yes. And close friends. It's not yes. romantic. Not it's even not, a little bit. Yeah. It's like, she's taking care of him. It's, I think it's a bit maternal. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Or is, like an aunt or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that just that role of, like, an older, kind of wise woman mm-hmm. in California who mm-hmm. reads tarot cards, you know, mm-hmm. who is 
you know knows exactly who he is and loves him anyway mm-hmm. and she he doesn't have that he doesn't have anyone who knows him exactly who he is right exactly i mean other than like maybe rachel but he fucked that up so hard that right. she does love him but they just can't be together right so uh don is is like talking about betty saying mm-hmm. that he met a girl she's so beautiful and happy yeah <laughs> which is the saddest thing to yeah. describe betty as just being happy yeah she's a model good family she's educated those are all the things she says he says those after she's beautiful and happy, you yeah. know, like right. he he likes her for the right reason. Right. And Anna says that you're in the lavender haze. Yeah. Which I looked up according to Urban Dictionary, the lavender haze is a slang term term coined in the fifties referring to being in love. And here's the example. Don, she really makes me laugh and smile a whole lot. Anna, ah, you're in the lavender haze. Don, yes, I think I'm gonna ask her to marry me. <laughs> So that was very helpful. It was very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It was like when I tried to find that French movie. Uh Uh-huh. And all I found was an article about somebody who watched that episode and was also trying to find that French movie. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Or when I tried to find the peanut or pine nut and Mm. walnut and pineapple pie or whatever it was. And it was just like, uh, does anyone watch Mad Men? (laughs) So yeah. Mad Men's references are so deep. Yes. That... I was surprised when I googled the Christopher Robin thing that that you had actually yeah, found something right. But mm-hmm. clearly, you know, A. A. Milne's a real person. So Don says that she, he likes the way she laughs and the way she looks at me. And then, how how did you feel about his next line? His next line that I I need you to give me a divorce. Yeah, yeah. Well, she he's, she's like, oh, Dick, that's so wonderful. Yeah. You're gonna get married. He's like, yeah, I need you. To get a divorce. <laughs> it's such a weird yeah. concept. Yeah. But yeah. they're clearly on such friendly terms. Right. And that makes it very clear that it is not romantic. Right. That they kept this marriage just because it was there, but yeah. now legally right. they have to change it. And she's like, of course. Oh, I yeah. never thought of that. Right. Yeah. And he tells her that I'm going to take care of you forever. Yeah. And there'll be another Mrs. Draper. You'll have a family. That'll be good for you. Yeah. And this will probably be our last Christmas together. Yeah. Makes and me he's very like, sad. He's like, why? You yeah. should be my cousin. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, nope, this is mm-hmm. a chance at a whole new life. Like, finally, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you took this life. Yeah. But then you've kind of, you know. Kept your foot in this. Yeah. 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 And when he says, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of you. And she says, you don't have to do that. And yeah. he's like, I owe you. If it wasn't for the right. life of Don. And she's like, stop it. Yeah. 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 So he, she's like, nope, this is, mm-hmm. you're going to totally start fresh. Mm-hmm. She's so... I love her. Supportive. I like her a lot, too. Yeah. Me, too. She's very sweet. Yeah. And the next time we see them, Don is fixing a chair. Nope. There's a part before that. With the hot rods. So Don has groceries. He has <laughs> a brown paper sack yeah. with groceries. I don't know why there are so many brown paper sacks, but I yeah. noticed them. And he walks up. There's, like, just a... This scene was very confusing it was, to me. It was odd. I have to... My only hope is that it's going to come up next episode or something, so otherwise yeah. I don't understand the point of it. Well, so what we know about Don is that before, at least at some point in his history, mm-hmm. he sold used cars. Right. And so he walks up. There's like a row of grease monkeys working on... Working on hot rods. Hot rods. They look straight out of the musical Grease because yeah. it's this right time for it. Eh, a little later. And he's like ogling this... 34 sedan that's like been replaced and juiced up and whatever which is we've not seen don 
Like, we saw him at the Cadillac dealership. Right. But we've not seen him be a car guy. Yeah. But yeah. I guess he, he is. I guess. <laughs> also, one of the dudes, the dude in the white yeah. wife beater, uh-huh. Walt. Yeah. Did you recognize him? I didn't. He was, you remember the episode of New Girl where Jess accidentally gets set up with Bear Claw, but she wanted to be set up with the other guy? Yeah. He's the other guy. Okay. That's Andy. Bear Claw. <laughs> Josh Gad is a chaos monster. Josh he comes Gad into every chaos. show that he's in, like, Modern Family is a weird, he's just a... I love it. He's so good oh, at what Bear he does. Uh, so I did notice that there was the greasy guy in the white shirt. Mm-hmm. Is, is that him? That's him, yeah. I was distracted by the fact that he was drinking beer from, like, a lemonade pitcher. He sure was. It was strange. <laughs> it wasn't... It was a big glass. It was almost a stein, but it had the the poor thing. Spout, so yeah. it was definitely a pitcher. Yeah. And Don asks if they need help because he's looking for work. Because apparently he's just going to stay yeah. in California. And just be a, a mechanic. Yeah. But that's not a viable job. So he's like, eh, maybe I'll go to the drag race in Long Beach on Sunday. Very strange. I noted that this felt like a pilot for another show, the way sometimes shows will do a backdoor pilot. Yeah. And it especially felt like the backdoor pilot of Jesse and Gilmore Girls going to California. Yes. With uh, the chick from Twin Peaks and his dad. Because it was it was like the same thing of like the lighting has changed and all of a sudden there's all these people and they're just freer (laughs) than they are back in New England. So um, spoiler alert, this is not a pilot for a show where Don becomes a grease monkey in California. Damn. Yeah. It's but I would have been more than okay with him just in a white t shirt, sweaty, Mm. greasy all the time. Like when he was digging that trench in Korea. (laughs) Yeah. When he was a small child of (laughs) eighteen. So the next time we see him... Now he's fixing a chair. So do you think he was like, hmm... I gotta fix something. I gotta something. fix something. Maybe. He's like, I gotta be a man. Yeah. That's all Toxic masculinity. Doing he's doing a lot better with his masculinity than Greg is. True. Let's be clear. Yes, And Roger. Is. Yes, he is. Good lord. And Pete. All right. Anyway. And Anna's reading his tarot, which he doesn't really care about. Mm-hmm. What does he pick up off the shelf? The meditations of a blah blah book. In an emergency. Yes. 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 That we saw him sending off to Uh someone, and I thought it was Mama Merkin? What did I think it was? Uh, You guessed Art Bitch Midge. Midge. Right. And I had pointed out that he he had signed it, made me think of you, D. And so I wasn't pushing the fact that, like, it could be Don or Dick. Mm. Yeah. Hey! Hey! Also, I have purchased Meditations in an Emergency and read the first half of it. Okay. I don't understand it. Okay. Because you know what? As Anna says, it reminded me of New York and it made me worry about you. (laughs) Yeah. So then he's like, should I be worried about Mm -hmm. these tarot cards? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, not really. Not really. You're in a strange place. Yeah. And Uh, there's the sun. Yes. And... There's the resurrection, mm-hmm. and then the the world is the I I wrote this is the one the soul of the world I don't she's know she's the soul of the world she is the soul of the world yeah and Don because where it is in the reading Don is you are part of the world air water every living thing is connected to you the only thing keeping you from being happy is the belief that you are alone mm-hmm. oof mm-hmm. And Don's like, okay, well, now what? Right. Because <laughs> people don't change. And she says uh, that it also means wisdom, because as you live, you learn things. Mm-hmm. And Don is kind of distracted. He's looking out the window. He's looking out the window, at the blowing curtain, at the ocean mm-hmm. on the other. He can smell the ocean. Yeah, he hasn't been to it yet. Right. But he smells it. 
and the next time we see him it's the final scene and we just see his fandy, sandy footprints as he's in his pants mm-hmm. uh in the ocean and he's uh Taking a dip in that water. Yeah. It reminded me, did you ever read the book The Awakening? Yes, but I don't remember it. By Kate Chopin, 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 however you say her name. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it, it's from the late 1800s, mm-hmm. and it's about this woman in New Orleans, and she's sort of having this awakening mm. of her femininity and mm-hmm. her sexuality and all these different things. Um, but at the very end of the book, spoiler alert, mm. she's had all these kind of like setbacks and whatever. Yeah. And she just walks into the ocean and drowns. Oh. Just yeah. starts. And she the whole book, it talks about how she mm-hmm. can't swim. Like, she spends time on the beach, on the yeah. Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. But she never goes in because she can't swim. Uh-huh. So she just walks into the ocean. Yeah. Keeps going. And I was like, there he goes. <laughs> he walking on in there. He's Edna. Yeah. He, I mean, he's uh, certainly doesn't seem prepared to go into the ocean. But just, no. and there's no one around. It but he goes in there. a bit of like a baptism. Absolutely. Yeah. And like the song playing is something about like the Christian pilgrim. I called it Spongebob music. Okay. Because it sounded like Spongebob music. That that works fine. Okay. But just the fact that like he's on this pilgrimage. Yes. And, you know, he's being baptized in the Pacific. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. Whew. It's a big ep. There was a lot in that ep. Yeah. So it was a big ep. Big ep. A lot of shit happens to a lot of different people. Yeah. Moving and shaking. There's a lot going on. We learn things. And everybody's taking over for good old Donnie Drapes. Because mm-hmm. Dick Whitman is yeah. floating away in the ocean. By the time he gets to the ocean, he's not even wearing a shirt or shoes. No. He's just down to his pants. Yeah. And I wonder if they're Harold's pants still. Oh, I'm sure they are. Because they're all like... They're like baggy and, and rolled up. And, yeah. yeah. So he's he's not even in his own... He's essentially as naked as Don Draper's going to be. Yeah. On, in the Pacific, on the other side of the entire country. Yeah. What's going to happen next? All right, first I gotta rate it. I would love you to. Okay, uh, on the doozy scale, mm-hmm. I would give this ninety four percent doozy. Hot damn, ninety four percent doozy. It was quite a doozy. Yeah. I mean, listen, there was a rape scene. Yeah. That's a that was a blow you over doozy right there. Yeah. Peggy got an office. Mm-hmm. Donnie D, we learned so much more about his past. We did. Dicky W. <laughs> Dicky Dubs. <laughs> yeah, and. Very light child abuse. <laughs> there was disciplining children. Yes. The... Oh, 94% doozy. Great. That's a that's a beautiful number. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. I'm going to give this at yeah. a 9 okay. out of 10. Um, buses to San Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 9 out of 10 buses. I mean... Buses are pretty big. I know. That's a lot. All right. So, um, Yakety Sax, Ashley predicts for the season finale. Oh, shit. Ooh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the season finale, mm-hmm. I predict. Okay, Donnie is still in California. He's mm-hmm. still in the round orange. He and Anna. Mm-hmm. This is where they start. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. It took all these years. He has shed right. both his Don Draper persona <laughs> and his Dick Whitman persona. Yeah. Now it's just a man and a woman. <laughs> they are like Adam and mm-hmm. Eve. Yes. In the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. and they're gonna 
eat from the tree mileage. Hell yeah, they are. They're going to get real <laughs> sneaky. The snakes are loose the in California. The snakes are loose. <laughs> He's snaky and snaky. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in sleeping with Anna, mm-hmm. he's like, oh shit, this is like fucking my mom. This is bad oh. and weird. Mm-hmm. And also, I miss Betty. Yeah. So he goes home. He's going to finally go home. Mm-hmm. Peggy has, in her new office, Yeah. it's got real boss bitch vibes. Okay. I want to say it's looking real like sleek and modern. Mm-hmm. She's giving it like some feminine touches, but mostly like stark. Yes. Like, don't you fucking fuck with me. Okay. And just giant posters uh-huh. of all of her work take up every inch of wall space. <laughs> There's some overlapping because uh-huh. she just has so many. Just like wallpapered. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a secretary who's terrified of her. <laughs> she just barks at her. Yeah. Because she's, you know, she's feeling good. She's feeling excited that she has this new office. But she hasn't quite figured out, you know, every time she gets up a little bit in the world, she mm-hmm. bitches out. Yeah. A little bit first. Yeah. So she's got to, like, you know, find that right groove. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. Okay, okay. Trudy yes. will have none of it that okay. they're not adopting a child. Uh-huh. And now she's the one just taking babies from strangers. <gasps> oh, my gosh. He's like, final word, we're not doing it. And he comes home one day, and the apartment is just full. <laughs> just crawling with children. And he picks one up and throws it <laughs> <laughs> oh god i hope that happens like, you lost your mind <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love that uh bert mm-hmm. cooper we're not gonna see him yes we're just gonna hear sounds of crying from his <laughs> office walks around very uh-huh. vaguely insulting people. Oh, yeah. Like, under, like real yeah. underhand. Like, they don't even recognize for a mm-hmm. minute what has happened. Yeah. That is very Lucille Bluth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And Betty. Have I talked about Betty yet? You haven't talked about Betty. Okay. Betty. So Don finally comes home. Mm-hmm. And she can sense that he's been with another woman. Right. She just can feel it. Yeah. And she looks at him. She kind of glares at him. <laughs> uh-huh. And then she's like, meh, whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. Okay. She's like, you know, I'm just tired of it. It takes so much energy <laughs> to be mad and salty. Uh-huh. And also, wearing pants uh-huh. got uncomfortable. <laughs> so, I'm going to throw on a little party dress and just uh-huh. like, meh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I love it. I love that all of this is... And he finally what? sleeps in a bed. Oh, my God. The last scene is going to be a long yeah. pullout yes. of Don soundly sleeping uh-huh. and Betty just lovingly staring at him. The yeah. children at the foot of the bed, uh-huh. like, looking up like little puppy dogs. Yes. And he's just very happily sleeping in bed. I like the idea that, like, the season family, they were like, you know what? There's been a lot of drama this season. Uh-huh. We just want to end with a happy family. Yeah, we want to just tie it all up in yeah. a nice, happy bow. Absolutely. We'll tear it back down next season. Uh-huh, yeah. Right. I mean, who knows what will happen next season. Right. Maybe 
you know, there'll be four different Bobbies. Just exactly. like exactly. They're, they're they're like, hey, that Bobby that was at breakfast wasn't the same Bobby I tucked in last night. Mm-hmm. What's going on in this house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So what is your lingo prediction? Oh boy. Okay. Somebody is gonna say it's a blimp. <laughs> I feel like blimps are a real popular back then. Were they? I don't know. Oh, I think so. <laughs> wow. Man, that's one part of 60s culture that has is a blind spot for me, is blimps. I feel like it could really go either way. It could. They... Maybe they might, a, if they call it a zeppelin, I'll right. take that as well. It's a zeppelin. Do you know that there's a zeppelin landing stand in Birmingham? No. There, like, there's a a big a big building in Birmingham, Alabama that you was can land them on a stand. Well, it's like a helicopter pad, but okay. for a blimp. So I'll show you a picture of okay. it and I'll put it up on the website. Okay. But it looks like. It's like half of the Eiffel Tower. You know, like smaller, okay. but that kind of just like a structure, sure. but then just a, a flat With an top. Opening. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that kind of tower. And it was never used. It was like one of those things they built this to be a hotel and then it mm. was immediately something else because right. they ran out of money. But anyway, that's there. Fun. It's cool. There's only like a handful of them in the United that's States. That's been the blimp. This has been minute. Blimp Minute. <laughs> Sponsored by Blimpies. <laughs> Blimpies is good as hell. You ever had blimpies? I haven't. Woo, girl! This <laughs> is good as hell. All right, well, this has been... As somebody who loves sandwiches. Right, you, you, you are that a blimpies me. connoisseur. I respect <laughs> it. Well, all right. Thank you for thanks. joining me today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so good to have you on the pod, oh, actually. Thanks, Kate. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Thank yes. you for participating in our polls. Keep an eye out for green Listen, grass. That fucking grass is teal. <laughs> oh, you're going back hill. to it being teal. Turquoise is a shade of teal. Just like, mm-hmm. just like periwinkle mm-hmm. is a shade of blue. Okay. Teal is a well, own listeners. Okay. All right. It's its own. Uh, Please subscribe <laughs> to Mad Women. Please rate us. Give us rate five stars. If you're gonna give us fewer than five stars, then I don't, don't want you do to it. don't rate us. But if you're gonna give us at least five stars, mm-hmm. then by all means, it'll it'll help us somehow. Well, how do we? Okay, you know those kids in high school who had more than a four Yeah. How do we get more than a five stars? Mm. What extra credit do we need to do? I mean, we could. We could get reviews, like actual reviews. Okay, there's a few of those. Yeah, those are great. We okay. appreciate them. Dear listener, please review us. Yeah, but like, once again, say good things. Right. If you say Strictly. bad things, then we'll be very sad. <laughs> We're fragile. We'll cry. Yeah. We are very fragile. We cry enough, dear listener. Please don't make us cry. Whew. You don't want to know our Kleenex budget. <laughs> And that's not counting the way my cat loves to just dig them up. Mm. All right. So thank you again. (laughs) We will see you soon for the season finale of season two. And until then, Merry Merry Mad Men to all and to all a good night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. 
has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.